theme this month is community, weaving the web. Sharon Travis touched upon this theme last week when she talked about her trip to Alaska, her delight in the beauty of the land and its people, her renewed awareness of how climate change, imp climate change impacts the environment and all forms of life, from insects to Alaska's indigenous people. Sharon reminded us that even though it is not often part of our immediate awareness, we are indeed connected to the interdependent web of all existence. The daily decisions and choices we make about water and chemical use, reliance on fossil fuels, recycling, all of these have far-reaching consequences. As Dr. Martin Luther King truly and prophetically proclaimed, we are caught in an inescapable network of mutuality. While at some level we all recognize we are part of a world community, this week I want to bring the focus closer to home and talk about weaving the web of a particular community, the Sky Island Unitarian Universalist Church community. As we weave this web or any web, there's always a tension that exists between the self and the group, between our desire to feel independent and our desire to belong. All our lives, we struggle to balance our individual needs with the needs of others. This is true in our personal relationships, in our families, in our friendship circles, and in all other groups to which we belong. The continuum between the individual and the, and the group is variously known as autonomy versus intimacy, isolation versus affiliation, aloneness versus togetherness. Theologian Paul Tillich once noted, what is most characteristically human about us is the tension between the desire to be free self-identifying and self-choosing, and the desire to be related, to love and to be loved. The late Dr. Murray Bowen, the man who laid much of the groundwork for, under, for understanding family and organizational systems, said that the balancing act we all do between freedom and relationship is a function of two forces at work in relational life. He named these forces the self-force and the togetherness force. The Committee on Shared Ministry has been studying a Unitarian Universalist Association document on congregational life. The authors of this document tell us that we might imagine Bowen's two forces, the self-force and the togetherness force, as the ends of a continuum of yearning. In other words, we yearn to be both free and connected. We yearn to follow our own unique destiny, and we also yearn to belong. Systems theory says that our humanity is found not in eliminating these tensions, but in recognizing that both these forces are essential, although at times in conflict. These needs or yearnings of the self force and togetherness force 
drive our actions as we seek to find and keep an ever-changing and proper balance. It seems to me that it is a given that we are all in different places on the continuum of yearning. The yearning for self, for autonomy, for more individual freedom and control, and the yearning for togetherness, belonging, shared values and goals. We occupy different places on that continuum. Well, so do organizations. And where a church community or any organization is on that continuum can change over time, depending on the individuals who make, make up that community. So sometimes when the members of a community are too close, there's too much intimacy, the problems that can arise from that is that there's a lot more opportunity for conflict and more intense conflict. And also to newcomers, that community can feel like a closed system, like it's very difficult to figure out how to belong. What happens if the members are too much on the self end of the continuum is that there's just a lot of distance. It's kind of isolating. There really don't seem to be any common values or goals. There's no glue that kind of holds the group together. So ideally, a community can find ways to be somewhere in the middle of that continuum. Um, so my take on it is, in a church community, we need to provide opportunities for individuals to express their unique gifts and talents and skills, and also find a way to come together around some a shared vision and some common goals, and and uh, hopefully then not exclude new new people or not become so distant from one another that we can't really say we have a community. So it seems to me that it's given that we're all in different places on the continuum of yearning, and it also seems to me to be a given that none of us is an isolated being. Interdependence is the nature of reality. No, no matter how much of an independent or a maverick or a self-sufficient individual we may fancy ourselves to be, the reality is that we rely on others, whether or not we admit it, whether or not we attempt to develop relationships with those others. When Dr. King said that we are all tied in a single garment of destiny, that phrase resonates because we feel it, because it speaks to that felt reality that we by ourselves do not make our own life we by ourselves indeed would not even exist. As an affirmation that we are bound together in a single garment of destiny, as a celebration of this, our chosen community and the bonds and connections that hold us together, we are going to weave a literal web starting today. But before we begin the weaving that symbolizes our community, I want to tell you about our loom and what I think it represents. And I need a couple people that feel 
okay about standing for a little while. We have three. More than a couple. <laughs> yeah, we just need two. Thank you, though. All right, this is this is our beautiful loom made by John Faust. And to me, this loom itself represents the roots of Unitarian Universalism, our history and what Unitarian Universalists have stood for, preached for, and lived for over many centuries. My colleague, the Reverend Matthew Johnson, summarized our roots, our, our history, in this way. Our Unitarian ancestors were called Unitarian because they believed in the unity of God instead of the Trinity. But that wasn't the only unity they believed in. They also spoke out for the unity of humankind, that all people should be treated with dignity because all people were children of the one God that historically Unitarians believed in. They spoke out of the unity of reason, science, and faith, arguing that reality itself is unified and so are ideas about reality, whether they be scientific or theological, should cohere with one another and correspond to whatever we observe in the natural universe through the scientific method. And our Unitarian ancestors argued for the unity of religions. They believe that though we have a variety of ideas about God, what is sacred, about ritual, um, about some of the big questions that religions attempt to answer, we can still agree on the ethical principles of justice, peace, and compassion. We can act together on those principles to build a better and more peaceful world. Our universalist ancestors were called universalist because they believed in the still heretical doctrine of universal salvation, that every person would in the end be saved would be reconciled with God and no person would be cast into the pit of hell forever. Our universalist ancestors believed that sin, because of the way it distorted our soul, was its own punishment in life. And they believed that God's love was so great, so infinite, that it overwhelmed our petty transgressions and even some of our great and terrible transgressions. And so all would be saved and none would be damned. It wasn't too hard for these universalists to move from this idea of universal salvation to a larger sense of universalism, that there was truth and power and value in each religious way of being, that there was truth and value and power in the natural world. And of course, they believed strongly that they should treat others as God would treat them with love and welcome, because we are all brothers and sisters. So those are our roots. And they have, involved, they have deepened, widened, broadened, evolved through the years. But the goal then in our history is that we should strive as a religious people for unity. 
that the goal of life identified by our religious tradition is unity. So let this loom represent our religious history and the tradition of oneness and unity upon which we build our particular religious community. And let these threads right here represent the purposes, the sources, the principles that hold us together. Our Unitarian Universalist Association website declares Unitarian Universalist congregations affirm and promote seven principles which we hold as strong values and moral guides. We live out these principles within a living tradition of wisdom and spirituality drawn from sources as diverse as science, poetry, scripture, and personal experience. So the warp threads on our loom represent our sources, our principles, and also our covenant of right relations, which is derived directly from our principles. For any visitors today or anyone new to Unitarian Universalism, the sources and principles of Unitarian Universalism are summarized on the poster over there. Um, you can find them in the first few pages of our gray hymnals and in our community room. Sorry, my toys are bumping around down here. We have little brochures like this that you are free to take that tell you some more things about those. For those unfamiliar with weaving, I've already told you that those vertical threads are known as the warp. They're firmly attached, we hope, to the foundation of the loom, and they provide strength and continuity, and they hold together the unique and individual designs and patterns woven over, under, and through them. So, as I said before, principles and sources and covenant of right relations are included in that warp, that strength. Now remember that I said that the goal we strive for as religious people is unity, that the goal of life as identified by our religious tradition is unity. Well, let me be clear that this is not unity in the sense of washing away our individuality. This is not the unity that attempts to erase our unique personalities and differing ideas, talents, and skills. This is not the unity that requires us to all believe alike or think alike or act alike. Nearly 500 years ago, Francis David, the founder of Unitarianism in Transylvania, said, we need not think alike to love alike. So this is what we mean by unity. A unity of love, a unity of ideals, a unity with the wider powers and forces of life, a unity into which our lives are joined like beautiful and unique strands of thread, each its own color and pattern and texture, unique but not apart, woven together with others into, yes, a single garment of destiny. So our goal is not just unity, but unity in diversity. 
Our goal is to continually work within the tension of self-need and togetherness need to create a community. And our goal, our hope, in the face of the reality of our differences is that instead of division, we move to unity. Instead of being divided, apart, separate because of our diversity, we come together, we learn, we grow from our diversity. Our goal, our hope, is that we are made richer and more whole, both individually and in community, by our unity and diversity. So to demonstrate our diversity and hopefully the beauty of the pattern of the community we are, I invited a few people to start our weaving. Um, I actually started with a little piece that is from first, the first and perhaps only quilt I will ever make that I made, made for uh, my granddaughter, who's nine months old now. This piece is Gary's, Gary Lawrence's. And um, one of the things Gary loves and has kind of been known for off and on through his life is being a softball player. So this comes from, actually it was a Cardinals t-shirt, right? But he wore it for softball. <laughs> this piece, Jean added this morning. Tell me again, it's from a fabric used by some of your students. Yes, uh, the Orange School Band had vests that they wore for uniforms. They were plaid on one side and red on the other. So, so I don't know if you all heard, but this is uh, from the vests of the um, band students that Jeannie used to work with. Um, John also, Terry, will you come up? John also made this, tell me again. Read. Read which if we weave our pieces through uh, uh, kind of here where it's looser, then this reed kind of slides up and you can push them together. And he made this beautiful shuttle, shuttle that we can use as, as a needle. So thank you very much for laying that, for holding that up. Terry, did you bring a special fabric to represent you and John today? Okay. I was, was going to make a, a special bowl, and that's how far I got. So for the, um, what do they call that fundraiser? The um, uh, empty bowl. For the empty bowl fundraiser, our kids made these lovely bowls, and that's a rib, and, and uh, Terry led that activity. And I'm going to have her, I'm going to kind of prop it a little bit and have her show you how, it's, how to do this. And you have to look at the first uh, string, and if the person before you went under, then you should go over. And it's probably the easiest and the le least dangerous if you, if you thread them towards the middle.
It's pretty easy. Don't, didn't you have those looms to make potholders when you were kids? All right. Over, under, over, under. I think so. All right, give a little nudge, will you? All right, so we're pulling this through now. We're going to try and leave about the same length on each. Oh, it's tied. I would have pulled it right out. All right, about this. And then we'll, we'll to get, let's together slide it up. All right, and then this. This is tight, but we'll slide it up. Slide it again. So you might need help to do this. It might be good to do with a partner. All right, now let's put it, put it back down. The, this, um, man, I can't remember the name of this thing. Reed? Reed. This reed is a snug fit. John does really great work. Very, okay. And so there she's added her piece. We have a few minutes, um, and I'm not going to hold it up because I think it's actually easier to do when you lay it down. But I, this will be here for a couple of weeks. Um, it'll actually, uh, if you haven't, if you didn't bring any fabric today, um, you can, you'll have a chance to do some weaving during the service on the 28th. We have lots of, the quilters donated some fabrics. Um, Jeannie brought extra. We have ribbons. Um, so if you don't have something that has some personal meaning or significance, feel free to borrow from ours. Roland? Um, I'm going to, we are asking people to put their initials or name on the end. Um, if you are welcome to do that, if you feel that's important. Um, so your, your, your ribbon or fabric needs to be about 36 inches long and up to an inch wide. Is there anybody who brought one today that would like to try it? Come on up. Suzanne, come on up. You two can work together. Oh. Charles, Charles Riley, what is the significant? Well, we'll start with you, Jean. This is from an overhead kind of thing that I made and drapes for the first house we lost. Is, let's see how long it is. Should be It's going to work. It's going to work. Now, if you have trouble with this part, we also, these work pretty well for pinning it on the end and threading it through. So, so why don't you start threading down there. help her pull it up and then Charles while while um, I'm gonna have, 
while Janice is weaving, what is the, is there some significant to your fabric? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So your your red piece of fabric um, symbolizes the sharing that happens in this community. Thank you, Helen. What what's no, is there a problem? almost too efficient <laughs> well we might beautifully need to, done we might need really to move this down to give it a little more space here I'll push these down you might want to try a safety pin and see if that's easier that I may even just do it by hand okay mm. I think the um, it's so beautifully made, but I think it might actually be easier by hand. Oh, yeah. I have it the wrong way. Well, we, we'll just flip it. Yeah. This weaving together into community is a little more difficult than you might think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all good. It's all good. Here, let's push it. Well, maybe let's use let's this. Let's pull this. Pull your end. And then we'll, we'll do... Just pull your end out. Down. Oh. oh, I'm writing Charles's name too. Oh. In a moment. All right, and then you can either you can push it with your fingers first, and we can try this. I think it's almost. Oh, look at that! It looks really good. Push <laughs> up really tight. All right, now let's slide it down for Suzanne's piece. Oh, it's going to pop apart. All right. Thank you, Janice. Do you want to assist Suzanne? Sure. So after Suzanne gets her piece on, this will remain up here, and I invite you to come and choose a piece. There, There is a marker up there. You can put your name on an end or put your initials on an end. And... Um, Someone can stay to help if you have questions. And uh, I'm excited to see how it all turns out as we add our pieces over the next couple of weeks. I'm going to let them weave this one more and then show you what it looks like before we move on in our service. Well, she's just... I was just <laughs> Jan Anderson helped me um, put the warp threads on, and she asked that we add a purple ribbon for her just because she likes the color and she thinks it looks pretty in here. So we'll add purple for her. You don't have to have. You, maybe you just like the color. You don't have to have a you know special reason for the fabric that you chose. <laughs> Joan.
Yeah, I have. I do have scissors up here. Well, let, well, let's just take a look. So I think for, in some cases, it may be easier just to um, weed by hand. And so we will eventually kind of scrunch these up a little tighter together. Thank you. Thank you, ladies. All right. May we weave here a community that celebrates the unique gifts that each of us brings. A community that welcomes the newcomer and cherishes longtime members and friends. A community that builds upon our religious heritage and exemplifies the values inherent in our Unitarian Universalist principles. May we weave here a community of love. And as we move on to the next parts of our service, I invite anyone who wants to quietly come up and add to the weaving to do so. <laughs> 